Good morning, and welcome to Meditating the Word. If you have found it challenging to read the Bible consistently, I've got exciting news. In just about 20 minutes a day, we are reading through the entire Bible this year. I'm Cherie, here to walk alongside you on this journey. Whether you are a longtime student of the Word or just setting foot on this path, I'm delighted to have you with us. We are in our 11th month and are diving into the wisdom of the New Testament. We've got a little more than one week left in the Gospels. This is day 309. Today we are reading Matthew 23 and Luke 20 and 21 from the World English Bible. Ready to uncover what God has for us today? Let's get started. The Good News or Gospel According to Matthew, chapter 23. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. All things, therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, observe and do, but don't do their works. For they say and don't do. For they bind heavy burdens that are grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to help them. But they do all their works to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the fringes of their garments, and love the place of honor at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, the salutations in the marketplaces, and to be called rabbi, rabbi, by men. But you are not to be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and all of you are brothers. Call no man on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Neither be called masters, for one is your master, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and as a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you don't enter in yourselves, neither do you allow those who are entering in to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel around by sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of Gehenna as yourselves. Woe to you, you blind guides, who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obligated. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obligated. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? He, therefore, who swears by the altar, swears by it and everything on it. He who swears by the temple, swears by it and by him who has been living in it. 
He who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have left undone the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. But you ought to have done these, and not to have left the other undone. You blind guides, who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and unrighteousness. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the platter, that its outside may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitened tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but inwardly are full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity." Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the tombs of the righteous and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we wouldn't have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, you testify to yourselves that you are children of those who killed the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you offspring of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of Gehenna? Therefore, behold, I send to you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed between the sanctuary and the altar. Most certainly, I tell you, all these things will come upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I would have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me from now on until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Good News or Gospel According to Luke Chapters 20 and 21 on one of those days, as he was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the good news, the priests and scribes came to him with the elders. They asked him, Tell us, by what authority do you do these things, or who is giving you this authority? He answered them, I also will ask you one question. Tell me, the baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? They reasoned with themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. They answered that they didn't know where it was from. Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you 
by what authority I do these things. He began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and rented it out to some farmers and went into another country for a long time. At the proper season, he sent a servant to the farmers to collect his share of the fruit of the vineyard. But the farmers beat him and sent him away empty. He sent yet another servant, and they also beat him and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty. He sent yet a third, and they also wounded him and threw him out. The Lord of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that seeing him, they will respect him. But when the farmers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. Then they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What, therefore, will the Lord of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy these farmers and will give the vineyard to others. When they heard that, they said, May that never be. But he looked at them and said, Then what is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected was made the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but it will crush whomever it falls on to dust. The chief priests and the scribes sought to lay hands on him that very hour, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. They watched him and sent out spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might trap him in something he said, so as to deliver him up to the power and authority of the governor. They asked him, Teacher, we know that what you say and teach is right and aren't partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius, whose image and inscription are on it. They answered, Caesar's. He said to them, then give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. They weren't able to trap him in his words before the people. They marveled at his answer and were silent. Some of the Sadducees came to him, those who deny that there is a resurrection, and asked him, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife and he is childless, his brother should take the wife and raise up children for his brother. There were therefore seven brothers. The first took a wife and died childless. The second took her as a wife and he died childless. The third took her and likewise the seven all left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of them will she be? For the seven had her as a wife. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they can't die any more, but they are like the angels 
and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush when he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all are alive to him. Some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you speak well. They didn't dare to ask him any more questions. He said to them, Why do they say that the Christ is David's son? David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. David, therefore, calls him Lord. So how is he his son? In the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of those scribes who like to walk in long robes and love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. He looked up and saw the rich people who were putting their gifts into the treasury. He saw a certain poor widow casting in two small brass coins. He said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow put in more than all of them, for all these put in gifts for God from their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. As some were talking about the temple and how it was decorated with beautiful stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which you see, the days will come in which there will not be left here one stone on another that will not be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, so when will these things be? What is the sign that these things are about to happen? He said, Watch out that you don't get led astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Therefore don't follow them. When you hear of wars and disturbances, don't be terrified, for these things must happen first, but the end won't come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and plagues in various places. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will turn out as a testimony for you. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which your adversaries will not be able to withstand or to contradict. You will be handed over even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will cause some of you to be put to death. You will be hated by all men for my name's sake, and not a hair of your head will perish." By your endurance, you will win your lives. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is at hand. 
Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the middle of her depart. Let those who are in the country not enter therein. For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant, and to those who nurse infants in those days. For there will be great distress in the land, and wrath to this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword, and will be led captive into all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth anxiety of nations, in perplexity for the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting for fear and for expectation of the things which are coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is near. He told them a parable. See the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see it, and know by your own selves that summer is already near. Even so, you also, when you see these things happening, know that God's kingdom is near. Most certainly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things are accomplished. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So be careful, or your hearts will be loaded down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life and that day will come on you suddenly, for it will come like a snare on all those who dwell on the surface of the earth. Therefore be watchful all the time, praying that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will happen, and to stand before the Son of Man. Every day Jesus was teaching in the temple, And every night he would go out and spend the night in the mountain that is called Olivet. All the people came early in the morning to him in the temple to hear him. Father God, help us to be pure in heart. Take the heart of stone from us and give us a heart of flesh. Father, we don't want to be clean only in appearance, but washed clean by your word and by the blood of Jesus, both inside and out. Help us to live out the qualities of justice, mercy, and faith from hearts that are filled to overflowing with your word, the bread of life. You are our teacher. You are our Father. We trust in you alone. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Meditating the Word today. As we turn another page on our journey, remember that God's Word is meant to be a part of your daily life. Faith grows as we listen to the Word, and revelation knowledge comes as we reflect and meditate on what we've read and let it take root in our hearts. I'm so grateful for this shared time with you. 
This is Cherie reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.